We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Inside information on your teams. Honest opinion. And the biggest names in sports. It's time, Las Vegas, for the Playmakers. Hearest of yees and yeets. Hello, greetings, salutations. Welcome to Thursday. I had to double check that with multiple people today that today was Thursday. Uh, usually don't have to check with people about my name. That is Lindsey Brown. Cross for me for today and tomorrow at least. What's your name again? I forgot. Can oh, you remind damn. me? <laughs> no. No, I can't. <laughs> Come back to you yet? Tony Cardasco? There yeah. it is. Okay. Maybe it's because you're wearing a Rangers hat oh, in here. Oh, you got to love it. I, 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 can, I can respect it. I can respect it. And okay. that's why I respect it because it's not just like a straight up any Rangers hat. It's a green one, I'm guessing. Maybe St. Patrick's Day commemorative. Yes. yes. Uh, tends to usually be the color we associate with said holiday, among other things. But uh, happy to see you across from me for another day and have a whole docket of sports ahead of us. Uh, Golden Knights are playing those New York Rangers. That's why you're wearing the hat. And Dasco, you hail from that part of the country. And so we're going to get plenty into that in just a few minutes in the second segment. But we're also going to be talking to Molly Walker of the New York Post. Uh, She'll be joining us at the top of the second hour. So we usually do the footies to football at four. It's going to be four-ish today because we got to make sure Molly has plenty of time to make sure she gets her writing in. She gets her seat taken because uh, we want to have a good introduction for me at the rink at T-Mobile Arena, but I can deal with a little bit more chaos because I'm the home team. She's not. She's going to be on NHL Network, too, at 3.15. Oh, yeah. there, there's at 3. that. But, I mean, we're happy for you, Molly, but we want people listening to us. So maybe if you want to turn the TV on and then her on mute and then right. just have us on absolute 10 out of 10 loudness, I feel like that would be a better use of your time and perhaps preparatory uh, things you do ahead of the Golden Knights because it's a big-time tilt uh, against the Rangers. Plenty of names that we're very familiar with in different sweaters, and we'll get plenty into that. We're also going to be talking about uh, Draymond Green and some comments that he made about Mm. player and referee dynamics that I think are incredibly interesting. We're going to do a blast from the past, figure out what was happening at least 20 years ago, if not more, because we do have to learn some things here in addition to the sports. And then Kendall Roy, I think, has arrived back in New York. It's It's a state of mind, and you have no idea who that is, even though you are from New York, but you've never seen Succession. But that is going to close out our entire show of just what's going on over there because there's a few big stories that have nothing to do with the hockey team that happens to be visiting us. But, as I said, hockey is ahead of us. To start things we got to open a can of corn, a can of worms, or a can of whoop-ass. We don't know which one it will be. But today's topic that we're going to do a deep dive on to start our show with. Antonio Brown, obviously. So let's go. Things have happened. This past Sunday, Antonio Brown, quote-unquote, quit on his team at halftime, walked off the field without his shoulder pads on. 
the next night we saw him at a Brooklyn Nets game. And we hadn't heard from anyone besides really the team and, and Arians and pretty much anybody that had press conferences after that, that game that they were playing against the New York Jets. But last night, Antonio Brown has spoken and has spoken several times since. But he released a, a lengthy statement. Uh, we're not going to read all of it for you, but uh, I'll read a couple of excerpts from it. And we have some audio in terms of, of responses because, as I said, this is an ongoing story. A lot has developed in less than 24 hours but as we were talking about on Monday, Dasco, there's a lot more to a story than just what we see in front of our eyes. And there was a lot of people that were quick to judge the the antics. And granted, we don't see people walk off the field very often in that manner. But we also know that Antonio Brown is one of the fiercest competitors that competes in this league, at least when, when he's available. And he's always been like that. And he released in this statement, his side of the story. And remember, truth is somewhere in the middle between all of these parties that are speaking, but people that speak for themselves, people that aren't speaking for logos, for teams, for money, uh, I I tend to put more credence to what they have to say. But just in terms of what was going on in the sideline, uh, apparently Antonio said this in his his statement. Because of my commitment to the game, I relented the pressure directly for my coach to play injured. Despite the pain, I suited up the Staff injected me with what I know now was a powerful and sometimes dangerous painkiller that the NFLPA had warned us against using, and I gave it all for my team. I played until it was clear that I could not use my ankle to safely perform my playing responsibilities. On top of that, the pain was extreme. I took a seat on the sideline, and my coach came up to me very upset and shouted, What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I told him, It's my ankle. But he knew that. It was well documented, and we had discussed it. He then ordered me to get on the field. I said, Coach, I can't. He didn't call for medical attention. Instead, he shouted at me, you're done, while he ran his finger across his throat. Coach was telling me that if I didn't play hurt, then I was done with the Bucks. Um, Before we get any more into this statement, there's plenty of other things to deep dive. If that's what's the conduct of, of how we communicate messages on the sideline in any manner, um, we need to look into that. We we absolutely do. Uh I don't think anybody questions the physicality of the sport of football and what it does to the bodies after the fact. Only the league itself does, Dasco, technically, right? Right. And head trauma is not part of it. At least it's not connected, at least in a legal sense. Yeah. I thought he'd say something about a concussion or concussion-like mm-hmm. symptoms or right. you know, go into the protocol. or why, And why is it always about like his foot area? First right. he said it was his foot. Now it's well, his ankle. I, but also, what does it say that we always assume that it's uh, that it's a concussion, too? Like, that, that somebody kind of goes off or somebody has an issue with something that something's mentally going on with them. No, that's no, not no. always the case. But, just, but that's just what led up to that. Right. I'm not as, and I'm I made not that assumption, too. Yeah, I made that assumption, too. Popped. I've had a few concussions. Uh, when I, when I, my, my worst one, when I slammed into uh, the end boards after doing a skating drill at the goal line, so I didn't have a whole lot of time and space Ouch. to slow down. I went head first. Uh, I went to the hospital after the fact, obviously. But I couldn't stop crying. And I remember saying, I'm like, I don't even know why I'm crying. Because I just had no control over my emotions, over my thoughts, over anything. And so it's not it's not a bad thing to assume that head trauma was maybe involved with the event with Antonio Brown. But I think the distinction is very important uh, for him to make, among other statements uh, within this larger one that he had released. One sentence really sticks out to me the most, Asko, um, and and... I, I think it's very mature and very self-aware whether this whole thing was penned by him or, or bits and pieces. I don't really care. He says that he's surrounded by, by positive for positive uh, 
forces and stuff like that, which is which is great to hear. But he said, there's a major difference between launching from the line and taking hits compared to jogging off the field with a rush of emotions going through your mind. I'm reflecting on my reaction, but there was a trigger. The trigger was someone telling me that I'm not allowed to feel pain. I acknowledge my past, but my past does not make me a second-class citizen. My past does not forfeit my right to be heard when I'm in pain. And that trigger, that sentence, someone someone telling me I'm not allowed to feel pain. Once I read that, Desco, pretty much everything melted away for the rest of the statement. Um, I'm not the biggest Antonio Brown fan. I, I'm not, and, and it's mostly just because I, I thought he was a little bit of a diva. And we know that he's hard worker and all these things can exist in the same person because they do, and he's not the only person that does. But clearly, the, he, he, I feel like he's done some reflection. And, and to have a statement like that, and specifically that sentence, I don't, I don't want to say I don't believe anything that that Arian says or, or the Bucs or even the NFL say, but I already have questions about their intentions initially before they even say anything to me but when I see something like this it's just like how do you how do you wrap your mind around anything but this okay so can Antonio Brown just at least put his his bank account number back up there so I could send him something random that's what he did today he mm-hmm. posted his right. bank account there's more routing, developments routing information everything yeah. else he I called out him- Alex Guerrero he's saying that he charged him 100k for for workouts with Alex Guerrero's the the name that uh, works with Tom Brady the whole TB12 plan his personal trainer that got into a little bit of a attention filled tenure when they were at the Patriots uh and so the bank account thing the really single I want to send single- Tupperware can I send something like random to him like care of the bucks i just so the, the trigger line doesn't do. stick out to you at all that the doesn't, trigger line does like, it was not written by antonio brown it was not written by the chauffeur right. and the limo driver it was written by attorneys and well, i don't and, really care if it's written by him or but not is but that if, how if he this really is what it feels, feels exactly i don't know if that's what he really feels there's there's no emotion out of this guy uh, there's nothing credible but how can you tell how anybody says. feels besides you dasco but it, there's nothing it, the, he's cried wolf enough, like to me, mm-hmm. to where it's like, do we really listen to what he has to say now? No, most of us block him out because I don't know if those words are his. But that's that's. And I don't know if he's I acknowledge in. my past, but yeah. my past does not make me a second class citizen. My past does not forfeit my Publicist. right to be heard heard when I'm in pain. Yeah, and that's that's uh, that makes sense in a perfect world. If another athlete had said that. Then I might have it. It might be more credible. So you're denying. So you're denying him his pain. Then that's what you're doing. I don't know if the, I don't know the, well, that's, if those but that's are exactly, his words. That's exactly. Well, well, you were saying feeling words, whatever. It sounds like you don't. You're you don't want to allow Antonio Brown to have this moment where it seems it's not necessarily about being right or wrong, but that he's a a human being and it's hard when we dehumanize people when we're talking about sport that's we have to do it for us to be able to watch people go at each other physically at high rates of speed I mean I cringe way more watching football than I ever have before because I just see the trauma I see all of that but when you play it when you cheer for it all we have to kind of have a suspension of belief that hey these are people it, it in the full holistic sense but we truly can't have that mindset anymore and that's why for me it doesn't matter if Antonio Brown wrote this with his pen or if it was his his clicks of his phone 
I, I, I think this is a really about him at the very least being an example of someone who is put in a situation that so many people are in that league, in, so, in, in sports in general, that coach says, play anyways. In his and words. what that decision means and what that feels like, too. Because another thing that stood out to me about what Antonio said in that statement he released last night, because obviously there are ways you can react differently than what he did. Um, but he's saying that, that, the, that the team was trying to basically spin all this. And they told, he said, they even told us in writing, don't spin this any other way. I have stress. I have things I need to work on. But the worst part has been that the Bucks have repeated effort to portray this as a random outburst. They are telling people I walked off, then I was cut. No, no, no. I was cut first, then I was sent home. They threw me out like an animal, and I refused to wear their brand in my body, so I took my jersey off. Now, I uh, spent my time covering a lot of the sports, but I try to enrich my life with other things, too. And I'm reading this book called The Body Keeps Score. And it's all about trauma. It's about brain, it's, it's mind, not and the body <laughs> in the healing of trauma. This one is, it's is not waterlogged. Is not waterlogged. Correct. And a lot of what I'm reading uh, carries over to, I think, this story and, and a lot of stories these days. But one of the quotes from the, from the book, I think, really sticks out for me to help not explain Antonio, but maybe just illuminate. Being able to move and do something to protect oneself is a critical factor in determining whether or not a horrible experience will leave long-lasting scars. And we've talked about it before, too, in terms of when people act out split second, how conscious are you? When you're triggered, how online are you? Are you truly responsible for your actions? Should you be judged with the same weight of those actions. And it honestly, I think it depends on the actions. I'm not completely offended by Antonio Brown walking off the field in the manner that he has, because there have been people who have actually done things to people outside of the field, actual crimes or whatever, way worse stuff. That's way more offensive to me. But that line where it, of just, I wanted that brand off of me. And, and, and that line that I read from, from the, the body keeps score book of just how quickly that all transpires. And all of a sudden you're caught up in a moment, you're walking off the field. It's done. There are people saying he was looking for a police escort after the fact, like you're not really in your mind. Um, and, and I hope that Antonio is around the right people and, and taking the right precautions. And obviously in a healing process, he says he's going to be back and ready to go for next year. Uh, quote unquote, Business going to be booming after he gets the, the ankle surgery from the people that he trusts and, and all of that. I mean, we're very f- familiar with that conversation here in Vegas as we are now uh, proud teammates in a way with Jack Eichel, right? These are all the same conversation. It's just in different spheres that may or may not have progressed as far in terms of, do I see the people who participate in our sport fully as people? Or do I see them more as a product? Do I see them more as a tangible thing, that dehumanization. Can I snap out of that, or is that just here all of the time? I think for football, it's about as bad as it can get in terms of all of the time, the expendability and everything. So there's just so much on the line. There's so many injuries to ask In the words of A.B., don't get it twisted, okay? Mm-hmm. There is a lot happening on both sides. Yes. Okay? There's a lot of noise from both sides, 
I don't know if Arian said, get the F out of here and threw him off the field or right. if AB just took it upon himself and left. Well, actually, we have the audio from Arian's press conference today uh, addressing this exact issue. So let's play for that for you guys now. Obviously, we let Antonio go today. Um, just to clear you up on some things that happened. At no point in time during that game did he ever ask the trainer or doctor about his ankle. He never went through. That's the normal protocol. You go through protocols during games. I was never notified of it. So, obviously, that was a, the disturbing thing when we were looking for him to go back into the game. All right, we always had uh, – he was very upset at halftime about who was getting targeted. Got that calmed down. Players took care of that. It started again on the sideline. We called for the personnel group that he had played in the entire game. He refused to go in the game. That's when I looked back and saw him basically wave off the coach. Um, I then went back, approached him about what was going on. Uh, I ain't playing. To, What's going on? I ain't getting the ball. That's when I said, "You're done. Get the f out of here." And that's the that's the that's the end of it. And uh, we are work we are working on Carolina. That's the end of the story. And um, hopefully, it ends today. Bruce Arians in his press conference earlier today addressing Antonio Brown. Uh, there have been other statements made. There have been other tweets sent, gone after Tom a little bit, uh, gone after Alex Guerrero. The truth is somewhere in the middle, right? We, we'll never truly know what transpired on that field and what's kind of gone on. But yesterday, as you mentioned, they were trying to make sure that he wasn't going to be able to land on a roster. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. That, you know, only, only certain stories get leaked out and, and there's no name to the source. It's just sources, but then it gets picked up. And that's kind of... I, I think the theme, because like I said earlier in the segment, I'm not a huge fan of Antonio Brown, but at the end of the day, Antonio Brown is an individual and is a person that has every right to do with what, with their body, what they want in any moment, in any given time. Okay. And sometimes though, I think that Antonio Brown brings more attention on himself as we've seen before in the past. And same here, True. same here, no different. Okay. Those communications really between him and Alex Guerrero. And then he tags he had screenshots with, with screenshot. him and Bruce talking about his ankle. And then, issue. well, the first, first things first, the first, the mm-hmm. Alex Guerrero one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you charge me a hundred thousand dollars. I want, you know, half, half of it backward. Okay. Where can I meet you? You know, I think the world of you I love you to death, brother. Let's go hug it out. You know, when mm-hmm. I see you and then he goes off, like why there's no reason. Number one, mm-hmm. number two, it was not an indictment on Arians with that message and the the text message that they were sending sending back and forth. Mm-hmm. There's, like, okay, AB, you've proven nothing though with those two posts today. Nothing, right. because those people were cooperative and in your corner and working with you. So I don't like. Why did he send those out? That made absolutely no sense to me. None. Well, that's we don't know if if that collaboration is truly there though. We don't know if if the advocacy is what Antonio wants because sometimes it's saying, uh, "We want you to go to our doctor, not your doctor," because your doctor maybe isn't as senior. Or actually, in Antonio's uh, story, it made it seem like 
the junior doctors were on the team side and he was trying to see a more uh, a higher level specialist. And so that's really, I think, what it is. It's this power dynamic. It's this, it's this concept of control. And granted, there's contracts involved. There's, there's millions of dollars involved. There's a lot of things that you can and can't do. But ultimately, when, when somebody is showing you that they're in distress or that they're, they don't want to do what you're asking them to do, the, the step to go to the cut or saying you're done or doing all that it seems like a big jump, but given what we know, what's transpired with Antonio this year with the fake vaccination card, um, and and Arians wasn't a fan of that. Arians doesn't want him, I think, on this team. The only reason why I, he was still on this team after that incident with the vaccination card, I think, was because of Tom Brady. And so whether they were looking for a moment or not, or whether Antonio was looking for a moment or not, I think there's more to the story besides the outburst. And I think there's less to the story than what everybody is releasing. And ultimately, no if everybody were just laying their cards on the table and being honest about all these things, maybe we'd take people's words for it. But nobody in, on either side do I trust. But what I do trust is what people tell me that they feel and what kind of goes through my body. And based off of what he said in his statements and just based off of how I would feel based uh, with his journey because like i said hard work or tough upbringing like he, lots of story there no doubt. Uh, i i can understand i can understand no where how we got to the point that we are i can understand how the one thing empathize. the one thing that stood out in arians and we didn't have it in that clip mm-hmm. we just played a shortened version okay why in the world answer me this why was antonio brown on a pitch count why mm-hmm. was he only supposed to play so many mm-hmm. snaps. Why? I, that's my biggest question right, right there. And well, none of the reporters I would make the assumption it's really, like the injuries like, or something oh, yeah, like that. Well, I don't know. Then yeah, exactly. when did they put people on a pitch count? Okay? Exactly. He's back. He's off of his suspension, everything else. Maybe he's a little bit out of shape. I don't know. Right. Whatever the reasoning might be. But don't they typically do that when a player, when an athlete's coming back from an injury? Right. And Arian said I would just trust he was on a pitch the, if, I would just trust the player if the player said, I don't want to play because my body doesn't feel right or I don't want to play because I, I, I'm feeling uh, irked. I, okay. <laughs> okay. Whether the, it's just about the interactions, about how these things transpire. And like I said, that, those are the details that we'll never know because we weren't in that conversation. But this is where our conduct, the examples that we're setting for, how we respect people, how we treat one another, we need to be better at it. Okay, another thing that stood out, another red flag, another red flag. Okay, Okay. last flag. Arian said, I've got plenty. (laughs) At least for this segment. For this segment, for every segment. Okay, something that really stood out in my mind, again, was Arian's during the presser saying that Antonio Brown did not follow all the protocols, didn't go through the trainers, Mm -hmm. he never heard about it, et cetera. He goes, I I never knew about anything like this except, and then he just went on to the next sentence. Mm-hmm. He just said, he said, accept. And then he never said anything else about right. what really transpired. Right. So that there's was a lot of red, red flag. There's a lot of red paint on a lot of people's hands yeah. with mishandling of a lot of things. But we don't uh, intend to mishandle this conversation or any other conversation around sports and other things. But we got to get more into other topics on the other side of the break. It's time to get into those hockey previews. Knights, Rangers, the bet, 1140. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet. Las Vegas. Divine timing at its finest as we start the second segment of the Playmakers hanging with you guys here until 5 p.m. Molly Walker, our guest, in just 45 minutes, well, technically 33 minutes or 38 minutes. I'm not good at math or numbers, any of these counting things. But Molly Walker's on NHL Network. Uh, so if you want to turn that on the screen but then mute and then keep us on loud, that would be greatly appreciated because we are here to talk about some hockey stuff. Tony Cordasco, the hockey expert, the preeminent hockey expert. <laughs> and then there's me, Lindsey Brown. Yeah, uh, just because I'm wearing a Rangers hat it, today. Well, I'm just saying. She's if got you're, a kitchenette you're, in her hotel room? We, What's we she take cooking? care of our guests when they visit us here in Las Vegas. All right. Any option you need to eat, we have a food court, we have a restaurant, we have a vending machine, we have something on the ground that definitely looks questionable, but it's fine because it's 4 a.m. and you have no other option. She's got an you expense report. She's got a. She's got. An I could bring report. a little uh, Easy Mac over to her because I got some of that in my in my corner office or not so corner office here. But Desco, you're the hockey expert, and uh, they are playing. They being the Golden Knights, the Rangers. Gerard Glant, Ryan Reeves return for the first time since being on our bench. Uh, Brett Howden spent the last couple years with the Rangers. He gets reacclimated. I think he probably did that when they were at MSG a couple weeks ago, almost a month ago that they played uh, where the Golden Knights won 3-2 to two in a shootout. But five of, of the seven matchups all time between these two teams have been decided by two goals or less. And this year the Rangers are 11-3 and 4 in one goal games. Did you have that down in your notes over there? You're the expert. No, I don't have that don't down have that? in my notes. What do you have next in yours? Next in mine yeah. is it's a battle between two first-place teams. That is that is a fact. But you need to lower your voice when you say it. Facts? Facts? Oh, you want facts? <laughs> yeah. That's no, it? that's next. Oh, well, what else? I, I, pages. Pages? Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm yielding to you, the hockey expert. I just wanted to talk about that. And when your first place, which is... A place that the Golden Knights are very familiar with as of late. Rangers, not so much. It's been about four seasons, five seasons since they since they set out that letter. Uh, the ownership group saying to their fans, we're going to suck for a while, so bear with us. And now that the Bears are here, you have the Alexis Lafreniere's who's, who's seeing power play time, who's making some noise on that second line and making Ryan Strom look like a, a, a player that we haven't really seen before, at least a different level. He, he seems to have found... Uh, a definite stride. He had a goal and two assists against the Oilers the other night at Madison Square Garden. Uh, again, he's centering that line of Alexis Lafreniere and Barkley Goodrow. Yes, that Barkley Goodrow, who was on the Tampa Bay Lightning team, among others. But we all know about how much success has been emanating from that organization. There's a lot of ties between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers, between Martin San Louis and Ryan McDonough and all those trades that have gone down between. Because uh, I think the Tampa Bay Lightning were probably the most helpful squad to the uh, Rangers in their rebuilding process and they're operating at a, at a clip very high on their power play to Dasko. They're seventh in the NHL. They're converting a, a quarter of the time when they're on the man advantage. They have four power play goals in their last six games, 10 in their last 12 on the road, uh, a little bit less of a percentage, 22.8, but that's 11th. And a lot of it has to do with one Mr. Adam Fox, who 
won a Norris last year. He's a Harvard graduate, and let me tell you, it translates to the ice. Vision, hockey IQ, that's through the roof. He's an excellent skater. We always talk about Shea Theodore. We talk about Alex Petrangelo to an extent about their skating abilities at the blue line to create time and space, to get shooting lanes. Uh, He does it better than most. He makes it an absolute art. He has five goals, 30 assists for 35 points on the season. Dasko, it's almost like the divine timing is here. But the Golden Knights are looking to make some noise tonight. It's really about neutralizing uh, the Adam Fox factor because if Adam Fox can't get the pucks through to Chris Kreider, who is Joe Pavelski East in front of the net, tips pucks, finds ways to be a a moving screen to stay in position and to stay free, uh, it's going to be tough for them to win if they're not able to do that. So whether it be that staying out of the box or just really uh, tightening it up in terms of their defensive zone positioning and shooting lanes. I mean, this team loves to block pucks, Dasko. So tonight we're going to find out who's blocking in position versus just getting in the way and having a puck hit them and getting a great little extra stat. And I'm going to be counting hits, of course. Obviously, you're going to be counting hits because that's the that's that's the only thing you care about. And faceoffs. And and the the Rangers are are a heavy team. I mean, they don't they don't get Revo on that squad for no reason. And a lot of it had to do with uh, the Washington Capitals and a lot of the the BS that was stirring stirred up last year. And the Capitals are tied with them for first place in the Metro. So it's not just settling scores; it's settling you know your your actual standings on the score sheet. But again, Adam Fox will undress people at the high point if they're doing what they have uh, on the penalty kill as they have lately, which is a lot of swooping, a lot of drive-bys, a lot of uh, just kind of lazy hockey, lazy habits. And so he's an excellent diffuser. Again, that hockey IQ, look for a weak side pass to the wall if one side of the ice is too crowded. The Golden Knights love to load up one side of the ice, be that in the offensive zone or in the defensive zone when they're trying to break it out. And so the Golden Knights are going to have to – play smarter tonight too and it's not something that they always utilize about themselves because most of the time they can just overpower you against Nashville Mm -hmm. I felt that the Golden Knights looked like they were worn down Mm -hmm. they did yeah Uh, how do they get their legs back we might see Mark Stone tonight playing he's a game time decision I I think we might see Robin Leonard in the nets tonight he was at morning skiing he was the first person off but we won't really truly know until they start announcing those starting lineups as the lights go down but in, in terms of addressing that energy they got to be like rubber tonight they really do you can't have anything stick to you there's absolutely no electricity being generated uh outside of where we are there there's an art to taking hits and bouncing off bodies and I think sometimes the golden knights stand themselves up too much so they're really not in a good defensive position I mean even Brady McNabb talked about it I, I think earlier today in media where they said, well, if it's Revo and you about to go on a collision course, who's going to win? He goes, probably Revo, unless I catch him off balance. That's the exact thing I'm talking about. Because sometimes you you start stopping and you start to stand up a little bit, and all of a sudden you don't have the same uh, leverage. You don't have the same coil in your body. And so it's really about grinding yourself down, staying low, and staying keeping your eyes up, especially in the offensive zone around the slot area, around the dots, because Jacob Truba will absolutely put your lights out. He did the same thing to Nathan McKinnon. We know that he is not a slight person himself. So those those shots from the slot are going to be a really great place to be because obviously they're right in front of the net. But Shesterkin is such a great post player goalie. His post integration is so smooth. He moves so well. So you have to catch him in transition. You have to catch him in motion, not just as he's getting up from his butterfly, but getting up from his butterfly and moving from point A to point B. And so you got to get the puck and shoot fast and don't get hit. I guess that Barkley Goodrow had said earlier today yeah. that Shesterkin – is just like Vasilevsky. 
Really? That but is very how, high praise. How about that comparison? That is very high praise, and I and I don't think it's that far far outside. As you really are sold on no, Shesterkin, right? Shesterkin, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of it, and I haven't been able to see him live, and so I'm really looking forward to, to seeing him. And, and Georgiev has been great this year, too. Yeah. Georgiev. And, and, and whatever, whatever, <laughs> how know. you want to say it. But, I know, it's hard. Yeah, but he, Georgiev now, sh- yeah. he could be expendable at this point. Edmonton. Stepping on my touchdown call. Don't talk about it. We're oh. talking about it later. Uh, How would I know? How would I, I know, know exactly. I was hoping I just you didn't was bring wearing, it up. I was, I was hoping we were talking lo- about our starting goaltenders today. I was wearing my lucky Rangers hat. Happy for you, Dasco. But as I was talking about yesterday in terms of comparing UC Soros, the goaltender for, for the National Predators, and then Logan Thompson, uh, the backup number for the for the Golden Knights, Igor is an edge carver, too. He uses his skates a European style, not a pointer, not a plower, just around, not trying to cause a lot of attention until the puck gets really close. He doesn't lose power in his legs for gaps. And so, like I said, you want to challenge him laterally, not gapping out wise. So it's going to be a tough task to solve him, among other people on that ice. And they have a few shared notes and uh, more than enough motivation to boot. And so I, I, a lot has to do with the start and we can't get so frustrated and dejected after two on Oh, if one should happen to fall into our lap that we can't do anything for the rest of the game either. Yeah. Two on Oh, yep. two on one. You got to rinse, rinse, it just, rinse that shift yeah, more, off from you and <laughs> get back out on the you ice. Tread it right there. Oh yeah. That's that was I pretty do. good. But you. Uh, you know, I, I just think that, uh, okay, let's say that this matchup didn't feature. It was just coach X yep. and the Rangers, right? Sure. It still would be, a huge game because it's first place teams, as you said. Well, just not only that, there's just insight. There's so much talent on the ice on both sides. And Panarin's still. out. And Panarin is which out. Which is sad. But and they're going to get Kevin Rooney plenty. and uh, Ryan uh, Lindgren back tonight. Just shut down Mika Zabinajad. He seems to get points every time he steps on the ice against wherever, us. And put the C on the jersey at yeah, about go, time. Like, wherever, let's go. Wherever we go here, yeah, it's like literally, there's he, just talent on both ends. And you just wish that the Golden Knights were at full strength or even comparable strength to the Rangers. Are the yeah. Rangers favored in this game tonight? Do I don't know? know. I don't know about that. But uh, I know that Zabinijad has 10 points against the Golden Knights and had two points on the 17th. And so Strom, Zabinijad, Kreider, Lafreniere, Truba, Adam Fox. Those are the names you need to know skating around. And then the goaltenders, obviously, at the top of everyone's minds as they are on their creases if they want to cut down on those angles properly. And we have to properly move on with our time to get on to Draymond Green's comments of player ref dynamics in the NBA. Dasco, if they've missed any portion of our program here, they can find it on the Odyssey app, free on the Google Play Store and Apple App Store, and I cannot give you any more time. Nope, we're going to break the bet, 1140. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140, the bet. Las Vegas. In the convergence of fate, Dasco and I have been brought together. I am Lindsey Brown, in case you don't know who I am or what the voice is. And welcome, if you're brand new. We uh, are happy to have you here. But in the convergence of fate last night, the Warriors and the Mavericks played in the NBA. We talked about Dirk's jersey retirement uh, and what he meant to the NBA, not just as, as a talent, but as a European product. Uh and the Warriors lost, which they don't really do very often, at least this season. They're still at the top of that Western Conference. But it was the manner in, wh- in which they lost. And they have Draymond Green on that team. And he's a very outspoken individual. He's one of the best defenders in the NBA and I think one of the best leaders. But he definitely has a tendency to rub some people the wrong way. But in terms of how he goes about his job and the people that he works with, well, he had a few things to say last night. Ash. 
I got a technical for a referee walking away from me and then coming back to talk to me and I walk away. That's why I got a technical. So I think I got eight or nine texts this year. Five or six of them are super questionable. As I said to the ref, it's unbelievable that you walk away from me in very disrespectful mid-sentence when we're having a normal conversation. And if I walked away from you, when I, when you were talking to me, you give me a text. He continued to walk away from me, then walked up to me and said, all right, what do you have to say? And I said, F- it, it's cool. I don't even want to talk no more. It's all right. And walked away and got a text. So you tell me where the tech is at. But... This ain't the same world we used to live in, and you can't treat people like that. And so that's bull. Because if I walk away, I get a tech. If I walk to you, I get a tech. I have a normal conversation with you, I get a tech. I'm not going to stop talking. So I don't know if the tech is supposed to stop me from talking. I'm not going to stop talking. And I shouldn't have to stop talking if I come to you and have a respectable conversation with you. I'm a grown man with my own children. So I won't be treated as someone else's child that probably don't even have as many children as I have. It's garbage. So, and like I said, there's been quite a few of them like that this year. And, you know, I don't really make any noise about it because at this point in my career, I really don't care about getting attacked. And so it kind of is what it is, but it is a shame. And that's for certain. So whatever. I love Draymond. Green. I love the whatever at the end. <laughs> I love his honesty. Whether whether you love him or you hate him, he's a guy that the attention tends to find. And for good reason. That's part of his game. And I think it's important that he speaks to something like this because he's probably one that experiences it at a, at a higher rate than a lot of people do in his league. Uh, and just with the reputation that precedes him. Um, do we need to revisit Texts, unsport, unsportsmanlike conduct, uh, all of these penalties that refs can kind of call on you for disrespectful behavior. But now maybe we need to have everybody mic'd up at all times, right? Because there's a power dynamic there always present too, right? Taunting. Yep. Yeah, that's a little. Because like, if, if, if a ref is made to feel bad or is offended or, or just feels disrespected, to, to have that power to throw someone out, I, I know it's a necessity in a lot of different because we've had we've have incidents, we've had big time situations get way out of hand. But how many situations where people have been cast aside or cast out of the game simply for just clarifying something just because the ref wasn't feeling that particular person or this team or for whatever reason you want to paint this into? I don't, I don't want to bring up hockey again, but the other night. I mean, I'm not going to hate it. Okay, but icing calls. Mm-hmm. How many like were questionable icing calls? Just for instance, mm-hmm. in that game, mm-hmm. and those refs had no control of the game. Obviously, uh, that was not a good officiated uh, officiating crew. And then, uh, oh, Draymond, it's eight technicals, by the way, mm-hmm. officially eight. And he said five or six. He or knows t- them very well, he, so he, said eight or nine. he can speak to it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, they, I guess they gave but it's him, different. When they gave go, him a it's pass different on whether or not, like, a hu- did you hustle hard enough for an icing call versus I'm trying to have a conversation about a foul you just called on me, and then you, like, like you said, you you can walk away, but I can't. And and, and no, I get wh- his point on that right. one. But there's been other times where he's been well, sure, but I'm inflamed. Like absolutely he's been fired up absolutely yeah. and so that's there there are protections in place for a lot of different parties involved here but i'm simply asking whether or not we need to revisit 
just how business is conducted for these these athletes because maybe there is a, a bigger presence of officiating than it needs to be and it's not just about throwing yellow flags for pass interference like where you feel they're being too interjectory or there's too many penalties being called that's that's a different type of conversation I think but Draymond as he said ain't gonna stop talking anytime soon and neither are we because we have a whole nother hour after that but before that blast from the past few minutes away the bet 1140. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. And what a day it is. It is January 6, 2022. Important day in history for, for many reasons. Uh, besides the fact what transpired a year ago, we're not really here to talk about that. Last year we didn't have a show during that day to ask, because... I saw the writing on the wall as I was watching it prepping, and I was like, probably not the most appropriate thing. But luckily, we're a year into the future, and uh, the dates keep happening. And on this date, actually, Dasco, for our blast from the past, in 1838, okay, Samuel Morse demonstrated for the first time at the Speedwell Ironworks in Morristown, New Jersey. Here we go, 201, according baby. History.com, that he... Provided the first example of the telegraph. Yeah, and the Morse code, right? Exactly, and revolutionized did I, communication. Did I steal your no, I was, say I the was Morse grasping code. at the at the at the little lightnings, basically. And so I'm glad that you stepped in and helped me finish off that sentence. But we always like to close out the the hour with a little bit of a learning experiment. And sometimes I read from the book that I have retrieved from a bin in my basement in Minnesota that was bought at a book fair, Book of World Records. Uh, from 2001, state with the largest music music festival apparently was Wisconsin. Oh, so it still is. I'm glad that we have upgraded because it, no, Summerfest. I hear is a great time, but I ain't going because I'm not going to Wisconsin for anything yeah. unless they Summer only Fest have the the, cul- the culvers that remain. But we know that it is a national chain that will hopefully make its way down here to Las Vegas. But apparently, Wisconsin Summerfest is held annually in the shoreline of Lake Michigan in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Each event averages nearly a million visitors during the week-long musical celebration. I know that we have definitely upped that game since then. So you're going to go to Coachella? Kanye? Kanye supposed to I will not go to Coachella. No, thanks. You're not a big Uh, Ye fan? No, no. Coachella is for people that go to festivals for the gram, just to take the pictures. It's it's selfie central. I I don't want to climb through a crowd to maybe see a glance of Beyonce with one step. Like, that's the best part. The best part of that with all the selfies? Yeah. More space for you to move up near the stage. That's what I do. When I've been to Coachella, we've moved up. Here's the deal, Dasco. The people around me affect the environment, and I don't want to be around them. Like, I don't want to be around selfie stick people. I take pictures, I take videos and stuff, but there's there's a line. There's a personality trait to that in a lot of ways. And there's a personality trait to people who go to Coachella because it's just, again, you do it for the gram. If you're a hardcore person, you go to the smaller ones. That's just my opinion. Oh, yeah. By the way, VGK's minus 155. They're a big favorite tonight. Really? I'd hammer the Rangers. That's what I would do. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I didn't think Some the people might be mad at me. be like, Lindsay, why don't you cheer for the Golden Knights? I'm not a fan of theirs. I'm not really a fan of anyone. I hate most things. Most people, most definitely most hockey teams. But you can't be I, a homer. I feel the Rangers yeah. you because can't there's be a homer too and cover a team. They're coming off beating no. the Edmonton Oilers at home and they're at the top of the division which they're never there. It's Gallant and Revo's thing. It's it all makes sense. And like 
we could have probably foretold this in 2001 and we'd be able to tell it really quickly because without that telegraph system, we don't have jobs. Without this telegraph system, uh, I don't think Vegas exists. Like, what if that doesn't happen? The telegraph. What if Samuel Morse misses his train? Are trains there by then? 1838? Not quite. That's a horseback and carriage type of uh, scenario there. What if the horse breaks its leg? What about cholera? What about Clara? What if we have to bury her because of malaria? We all have to find out. Second hour of sports on the way. Playmakers. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.